Hey everybody, it's Chris from CSS Tricks with video, screencast number 27. Wow, I really got to change this background. That's not really what the CSS Tricks logo looks like anymore, is it? Uh, there's just so much you got to do when you change a logo. It's kind of a pain. So anyway, uh, I'll get to that at some point. We're going to continue on trucking along with our Designing for WordPress series. This is part three of Designing for WordPress. I will pop open where we left off. It's kind of to bring myself back up to speed too as I just shoot these once a week. I don't do them all in a row like maybe I should, but anyway, this is, I've activated the theme. I've worked ahead a little bit in real life, but, but this is where we left off before I've activated the theme where we left off, which is, um, this is it, header, sidebar, main content area, another sidebar, and a footer area, which remember we use that sticky footer thing. Uh, to keep it on the bottom no matter what. So, and then we created pages, which each of these buttons link to static pages on WordPress that are handled a little bit differently than uh, posts, which go out to the RSS feed as pages don't. And uh, they give us the ability to do a little different layout, which we will get to later. So let's just keep styling this and getting it more like our Photoshop mock-up that we're working from um, that looks like this, which is um, has a little extra stuff up here and look at there's some stuff we haven't gotten to yet like this box showing the date in kind of a unique format and this right sidebar we haven't really touched much at all so let's get started with some of that I wanted to give a special thanks though to Volcan who provided the sketch for this initially he's the one who kind of sparked the idea I was always wanted to do a WordPress series here but he's like had the idea to do one that's like a personal site, kind of even technically kind of for designers or webbier people, and just a really simple theme that you know could highlight, you know, other places you are on the web. Like obviously, this design is le leaning towards with all this Twitter and social stuff, and it's going to be pulling links from a different blog and that kind of stuff. I'll just pop open his sketch because it was pretty cool. He sent me this. And we've followed it quite a bit. We have our posts right in the middle. There's two sidebars. He's got, even got the Twitter thing up here. and other, you know. So this is his original sketch that kind of sparked this idea. And I think he did a good job and it was a good idea. So thanks, Volcan. All right, let's get logged in. I have logged into the server that this resides on. This is Coda. So this is like a live FTP editor. And I'm editing these files live right on the web. And this is the structure over here, and I'm able to live edit the files right here, and we're just going to get started. So first things first, let's look at this main content area and looking at how it's displaying one post. There's only one post I have saved in WordPress right now, and this is it. Uh, I can uh, uh, the, the header is obviously a link, and it's, it's, it's going to link to a single page, which is an entirely different layout. Let me just cl click on it quick. We're not going to get to this yet. We're going to get to this later. But if I click on it, we go to, obviously, this page has a whole different layout. It's no longer using the index.php file as a part of our theme. It's using the single.php file. So, so we have the opportunity to do an entirely different layout here. But let me just go back. It'll show it's got the, 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 the header, it's got a date it's blasting out, it's got the content of the post right here, and then it's got some extra information about the post, like posted in, and this is the category that was clicked when it was an I don't have any categories set up, so it just says on categories. It's got an edit link, which will only show me that edit link if I'm logged in. 
visitors that aren't logged in, like most of them won't be, won't see that link. And then just a thing that says two comments that also links to the single page. If I click that, we'll go to the same place, but with one notable difference in that it adds the, the hash value. You can see down in the bottom of my Firefox bar, though, it says there's a hash character and then comments. And then if it was a really long post and you click this, it would go right down to the comment section of this, whereas this link wouldn't do that. That's kind of a default function of WordPress. Uh, I don't need to dwell on that too long, but let's jump back over to Coda then and start whipping this thing into shape a little bit more. I guess we'll start with the, the header as that's not, you know, the typography in our Photoshop document shows it's a little bit bigger and it's red and it's in a different font, Georgia. So let's see if we can, let's open our style.css file here and remember how nice we have this organized. But what we didn't bring over here is it didn't really set up any typographical rules. You know, we just have so much to cover and this is going to be, you know, the last one was was almost an hour, and this one, I wouldn't doubt it if it went that long again, so that I'm not going to be, like, handwriting this stuff. Uh, I'm going to be pasting in things and then and then kind of showing you what I pasted in. I, I just pasted in this big section called typography. Um, and, you know, I've, I have carpal tunnel, and you've seen me type on this thing. I'm, like, an awful typer and end up deleting half the characters I, I, I write in there anyway. I'm still getting used to writing with this dumb brace on, so uh, this is going to save us both time. But anyway, oh, a typography section is, is uh, just that. There's no structure here. It is just rules that affect just the typography of a page. So I have it set up where my paragraph items and list items have a certain font size and margin and line height. And I have some special typography set up just for this intro paragraph, which remember in this Photoshop document, I have this thing that I wanted to just show up on the home page, this special like welcome message. So I have some special typography just for that. Links are red. And when you roll over them, they turn white, but they get a red background. That's this uh, 990,000 color here, which, remember, we have this nice key up in our CSS to reference those colors in case we want to change them. And then we have just default stuff set for header styles. So headers are going to be in Georgia, uh, just for a nice little variation. And headers are by default bold, and the Georgia bold isn't quite as nice as Georgia regular, so we're setting that back to normal. So let's save that and see if that did a good enough job with that post title, which is why we're doing this to begin with. A bunch of other stuff will change too, but we'll get to that. Yeah, that's that's how I want this to behave. It's a nice it's a nice looking header font with a nice looking bold rollover. So that did the trick there. Now we're showing the date here. Let's go look at the code that produces that date. That'll be in the index file. So this is this H2 bit right here is what actually creates the post title. It's an H2 tag with a link inside of it, and it's just a lot of gook here, but it's just making a making an extravagant title thing. I mean, this is all good stuff, but this is the the meat of it right there is that little bit that says the title, which is produces the text for the title, and it's in an H2 tag. Uh, and then the date comes in a paragraph tag, and it uses this little PHP function, the time, and then you pass in these parameters, capital F, lowercase gs, year. That's what controls the, the look of that uh, date as it's passed in. You can change those. You could actually Google uh, PHP 
date stamp and you'll get all the little the, what these little different codes are for getting out in a different format we're doing something really kind of specific here that we, we I, I want um, paragraph tags for all three of the things let's look at the mock-up I want you know I'm at least gonna need a break after the 01 and the July and the 2008 so I, I found it uh, easiest to actually just call that the time function three times we're gonna wrap it in a div called the date box then we're gonna call this time function three times for each of the three things that we want so you can see what I did there I said uh, three different paragraph elements one with a class of day one with a class of month one with a class of year and it calls this function three times maybe not the most efficient thing in the world but it's a quick function it shouldn't be any big problem at all so we'll save that and then we'll take a look at the CSS that um, controls what that's going to look like. Let's see. Date box and day, month, and year. Actually, it's kind of a whole section of the CSS. Don't mind me here. I'm just going to do a little bit more of this copying and pasting stuff. Um, we're going to make a new section of our CSS and it's called blog entries. Things that are specific to kind of the main column area, specific to uh, blog entries. So if we wanted to, st to style that H2 differently, which we might at some point, I don't know why this is in here, but uh, we can specify it by specifically calling the div with a class of post. Remember, because each post is right here. It's wrapped in a div of class of post. So and then and then h2 tags just in case we wanted to style those a bit differently, but that's kind of extraneous at this point. Um, then we have our date box, which has a specific width. It's floated to the left to stay to the left. It has some extra padding around. It is this red color, this nice consistent red color that we've set up. The color inside of the is going to be white, so all the text in there is white. And then to keep things centered, it has a text align of center because we have those three paragraph tags in there we want to keep centered. And we have a little bit right margin to kick the rest of the article away. The day has a bigger font size than the month, which is a bigger font size than the year, but they're all bold, and uh, the month is uppercase, yada, yada. You can see the CSS that controls that. Let's go ahead and reload the page so you can see that this date stamp is going to turn into our uh, kind of fancier version. If the page will load, there it is. So uh, this gets called from that first date you know the time function in PHP and this is the month here so that's kinda neat uh, and then let's take a look at these things down here this is often called the post metadata section just extra information about the post uh, a lot of times it says uh, the date is a part of that too like this post was posted on the first of July and it was posted in the category uncategorized and just all kinds of information about that it even gets more verbose in the single view typically but um, I just don't feel the need for all this. On my personal site, I'd, if I was a more organized person, I might uh, categorize all my posts just in case I like rant and rave about something. I might want to tag it as rant and rave so people could browse that way or specifically not view those posts if they want to. But I'm just not even going to bother with it. My posts are just my posts, and I'm not even going to use the category system of WordPress. So. Um, you could, you probably will, that's fine, I'm not making any judgment calls on that, but we're going to remove it from this. Then I get in this edit link, which is only shows for me or people that are logged in and have the appropriate permissions. And then this, this is the one thing that we're going to keep, which shows how many comments, but I'm going to change the text for that to just say, uh, read the rest of this article. 
pretty much. So let's get started doing that. So we're still working on the index.php file. And here's this whole metadata section, which is part of the, the post loop. And we're going to change it up a little bit. And you know what? Let's see. How are we going to do that? Let's just do it smart. First of all, we don't really need this hook, so let's just get rid of it. We're not going to use the tag, so let's just get rid of that. We're not going to use the category view. Let's get rid of that. We're not going to need the edit link. I mean, this might be nice, but I know how to log into WordPress by myself, so I'll just get rid of that. And then here's the comments link that we said that we were going to keep. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. Let's just leave it, actually. If We can let the, the comments be there. I don't want to uh, screw with this too much. The thing is, if we end up, there's a thing in the WordPress editor as you're writing a post. If it's a, Say it's a really long post. There's a more button, and you can click this more button, and it inserts this little tag in the post that uh, will truncate it when you're looking at the home page. So it won't, you know, make your home page a million miles long. It'll just, it'll replace it with a link that says read the rest of this entry, which you can see right here. And I kind of like that. Uh, it's just kind of a way to keep your home page a little cleaner in case you want to write a really long blog post. So now if we do that though it's going to have that link and it's going to have this link which are really similar functionality things so uh, but you know such is life let's let's just leave it at that for now we'll save it and reload it so you can kind of see what took place here and that this is going to be replaced with simply just this which is just a little cleaner and nicer even if we wanted to get rid of those arrows nah, screw it let's just leave it we got lots more ground to cover. So what clearly needs some work here is this right sidebar that we have been neglecting. So the, here, right now it's uh, it's spitting out a bunch of stuff that's just kind of default WordPressy stuff. Um, let's leave it there for now, and then I'm going to go ahead and pull it out and put something else in there that's more appropriate to my particular theme. So we have the sidebar.php open. And you'll see in the index file right at the bottom here, this is where it calls that file. Right before it calls the footer. You know, the other sidebar is called like this, a little different. Um, so this is get sidebar, which gets the sidebar.php file. And this is what the sidebar looks like. This big, uh, looks complicated. Uh, we definitely want to keep the div wrapper, because we did already touch that. But uh, just the way we have this going here, we're not really we're not really working in an unordered list environment over here. So we're just going to get rid of that. We're not really using it. Uh, and then it gets started with this widgetize sidebar thing, which is a specific function of WordPress for like, uh, if you want to have a, a fancy sidebar where you can like graphically drag stuff around and stuff in the admin section to control your theme. Um, but we are not going to do that. I think is the plan. So <laughs> we're just going to get rid of that. We're designers after all. We can control this thing through code. We don't necessarily need this fancy background stuff. Then it leaves some chunk in about author information, but it's just another thing that if we want it, we'll write it ourselves. Okay, and then it starts... God, there's just a lot of stuff in here, isn't there? This sidebar, is. it says... If you're on the 404 page or you're looking at a category or yada, 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 then it's going to tell you that you're browsing the archives. And hmm, I just don't think we're going to use any of this stuff. I feel like I probably should be teaching you how to use some of this stuff. But you know what? 
maybe in another lifetime here. Let's focus on some of the simpler functionality, like the archive listing. So it's, it's we got rid of our unordered list, so we're not going to be using that. But we, what we have set up is this this widget. You know, sorry for using that word. I know it's kind of a ridiculous word, but um, that's what we're calling the little chunks in our Photoshop mockup. Each of these sidebar things, whoa, <clears throat> we're calling a. a here a widget anyway so just by putting that wrapper around it we should this looks a little weird highlighting wise but it should uh, uh, so this archives thing now is what I've wrapped in that widget it should just make a make a nice little thing of it we might want to further style that but you know you can see where I'm getting at here we could wrap each one of these things in a nice widget and give us a nice sidebar look that matches the look that we've already established over here. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go tons farther with that because what we have already set up is a sidebar more like the mock-up that I made that's just more appropriate to my particular site. I mean, you know, that's that's the nature of what we're building here. I want to build what I want to build for my site, so that's kind of how it's going to go. What this is is a widget that's pulling the titles of posts from my main blog, the blog you know, CSS Tricks. It's going to grab these, just saying, you know, hey, here's me. This is one of my blogs. You can jump on over to one of these posts if that's of more interest to you. And then I'm a Flickr user, probably not as active as I'd like to be, but I want to pull in some of my recent photos from Flickr and put them down here. What I don't have is all this category browsing and browse by year and my blog role and all that stuff. Um, that's all cool stuff part of WordPress. You can make your site dynamic. You can update your blog all through WordPress. There's all kinds of fancy stuff you're going to do there, but uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be working on it too much, but you should not have trouble with it. This, this stuff, luckily here, it is list bookmarks. So if it's if it's the front page and you want to show your blog role, then show it with this function. You know, I think you guys uh, can handle a lot of that. So I'm just going to get rid of all this junk and paste in, it's not junk, I'm just saying, uh, and paste in what I have created for my sidebar. And then we will peruse it and probably get on another tangent that I don't necessarily want to get on, but we might. Uh, this looks just as complicated, probably. It probably is, uh, but it, there's two widgets in our sidebar. Like we saw, the one that pulls the posts from CSS Tricks and the ones that pulls the things from Flickr. Those are not part of the WordPress world. If we were pulling recent post titles from this blog, we might go about it in a different way. Or pulling photos, you know, in another way from WordPress. But these are both things that are coming from external places and we need to do some kind of fancy dancing to do that that isn't a part of WordPress's core functionality. And we are, in order to pull that stuff from CSS Tricks, we are going to use a service called Simple Pie. Not even a service, but a, a product, really, that they provide and you can download. Uh, it's, it's a PHP RSS feed parser. Uh, I hope I wasn't going get, to get on too big of a tangent here, but basically you include it on your page in PSS, PHP, and you pass it a couple parameters. Uh, 
you say get a new simple pie and give it the RSS feed for the blog I want to pull from, do some necessary content type handling here, and then run a little loop that makes an array of all the all the the posts that I want to use elsewhere on the page. So uh, it has nothing to do with WordPress, but it's a Simple Pie is a really cool product. I've used it before on the blog. You might have seen like the iPhone thing I did use Simple Pie. But anyway, without going too much on a tangent here, then it makes an unordered list, and then it does another little loop in for that array that we made of these five articles that we're grabbing. It's just going to make a list item with an anchor link inside of it and just list the title of the post. So that's how that's going down. Uh, and the titles of each of these widgets are just images that I've created. I mean, a special file just to make make headers for widgets. And then uh, you'll notice that there's nothing in this Flickr widget. We're going to use yet another completely different technique, uh, jQuery actually, to pull those pictures in from Flickr. And the content of that div gets kind of automatically generated on the fly when the page is loaded. Uh, jQuery is going to slap that stuff in the DOM for us. So. Way complicated, doesn't have much to do with WordPress, but this is the site I'm building, and it's going to be cool. So let's reload the page and take a look if SimplePy is working. It doesn't appear that it is, does it? Let's see if I have the proper files where they should be. Yeah, there's not. We didn't act I didn't actually upload the SimplePy stuff to this particular theme. I will do that quick. It won't take but a minute. It's this includes folder. I will upload it. And it basically includes one file and it's this simple pie file here. If this doesn't work, we will just press on without it and I can troubleshoot it later, as obviously we are. This is a tangent. It did work though, isn't that nice? So SimplePie is a cool feed parser for grabbing stuff like this. It doesn't just grab headlines either. You can do all kinds of fancy stuff with grabbing. I mean, I could list dig articles here if I wanted to, even put little excerpts and I don't even want to go into it, mash up feeds together. Anyway, and then uh, later on when we when we do the Twitter thing, we'll do the Flickr thing at the same time to show you how you can grab that comment and chuck it in there. But for now, let's move on to styling the different page types as a part of WordPress. Remember how we can we can click on this and go to this page, but it's not styled up right now. In fact, it's a little bit of a mess. So I'll click that, and you can see that. You know, it's not it's not a it's not a travesty, but obviously we need to uh, whip this baby into shape. So in WordPress, when you click on a page title like that you go into what's known as the single view. You're looking at one particular article. You're not looking at a home page with X amount of articles on it. Some, you know, you're looking at one single article, which is a great function of a blog because, you know, if you want to, if I want to, somebody wants, I write an article that somebody really wants to link to. They don't want to just link to my home page because that's dynamic and changing all the time in a blog. They want to link to that article. So, that's what the single PHP view is all about, or the, the single view, which is calls from, in this theme, single.php. So, and it looks, you'll notice it looks almost identical to uh, the index.php. It does the same stuff. It, it grabs, uh, it gets the header. It has the loop for whatever reason. I think that's slightly strange, but it has the loop, and it gets the footer and all this stuff. Uh, notable differences. 
it grabs this comments template because when you're looking at a single view, that's that's the audience's opportunity to. That's where you put that commenting form. That's where you list all the comments and put the form for people to add more comments. That's a you know, one of the biggest reasons people use WordPress is that built-in commenting functionality. And it's got some navigation and stuff for going to the article before this and after this and stuff like that. But basically, it's really similar to the index.php file. And in fact, we're just going to copy a lot of this stuff because we can. So right after it gets the header, it gets the social sidebar. So let's grab that and paste it right after the get header thing. Then we'll come back over here and you'll see that the, the main column, the, the main loop, has this wrapper around it, what we call div with an ID of main-call. So we're going to put the comments inside that too. The whole if loop is, how we're, is what we're going to wrap in that. And then it doesn't have a sidebar at all right now, you'll notice. We're going to paste the sidebar in there. And this is uh, brings up a super good point, though. You see you're looking at when we were looking at this file in Firefox here. It's a totally different file that creates the look of this page. We could have a completely different look for an article page as we do for the home page. Uh, it so happens that we're not going to do that just because I don't particularly mind those sidebars being in there and stuff like that. But I, you can see how some people might not. You know, you might... I might make the decision that my single pages, my single articles, get rid of all that junk on the side. I just want uh, uh, the most bare bones looking. When somebody's just looking at an article, you might want this extra space. You might not want those distractions on the side. And you just might want it to look more like this, you know. Uh, that's fine. I kind of think that's nice, actually, when you, when you jump over to a site and it's a particular article and there's no extra junk on the page, it's just the article. Anyway, I don't particularly mind my sidebars, and I'm, again, this is just a personal site, so all that stuff over there isn't distractions, but it more uh, reinforces, you know, the fact that it's a personal site and other, you know, kind of more info about me is all over the place. So uh, we're going to keep pressing on with that, but you can see how you can style a single page much differently than the home page if you want to. So I think we did a pretty good job there. Let's save it and see if we if we did okay and reload the page. Basically we should notably we should see those sidebars. Oh but we screwed it up. What did we do wrong? We will troubleshoot. That's what we do. I'm not gonna edit this out of course. Um but I am gonna grab the kind of working version of this and paste it in there. You know what it might be? I kind of noticed this as I was doing it. It starts this div with a class of post. I hope this isn't a problem with the... I think it is. You see how this that div doesn't get ended? It might be a, an actual problem with that Starker's theme. So feel free to bug Elliot about that. It could have been me too, but let's try saving that. Watch. Make sure your divs close when you open them. There we go. That's what it was. It was a div that wasn't closed. So there we go. We got our sidebars are in place. Our footer is happy and in place. And we have this single page starting to take shape. And notice our nice URL. Remember when we changed that permalink structure? It's not some weird thing like question mark equals or P equals whatever. Numbers usually is the default thing. That's not bad, but that doesn't tell anything about what you're looking at, you know?
It's so much nicer when it's the permalink, which is the default one. It probably should say coming soon, but you know how to edit that. We did that in number two. But more importantly, let's press on with, with what we want this to look like, <clears throat> which is actually jump ahead a little bit and, and go to the single and paste in the new code. Um, we want the header to be an H1 this time, a little bigger, a little bolder than it is on the, the home page. We want to display the content. And then if it's paginated, which is a whole other topic that we probably want to get into, it's got specific stuff there. It's list tags, which we're not going to use, but it's a function of WordPress. Then it lists this comment thing. So it's not a whole heck of a lot different. But we got rid of the metadata again. Like I was was kind of saying that the the default metadata on a single view is usually even more, there's even more to it than a, another page that lists all kinds of, like down to the second when you post it, you know, like who cares. Anyway, I'll reload there and we'll show that uh, we got rid of some of that metadata and this font is now a little bigger and ready to rock. So that's kind of nice. And then it says two responses to, and then it's got the post title, and then it's there's the styling for the comments. And Dan was my first commenter ever, so thanks, Dan. <laughs> it gives me some content to style, which is cool. And then I just replied quickly with thanks, Dan. So we have two comments so you can see how we're going to start styling comments because that's a big part of the single view. <clears throat> comments, uh, it's just this PHP thing, P PHP comments template. And that basically goes and gets yet another file. You'll see how modular this, this uh, WordPress thing is. And it's just called comments.php more php stuff to look at that's confusing and weird um it says don't screw with this stuff so we won't um, but it, it does some fancy stuff about password protection of posts and applying this alt class to odd comments and stuff anyway don't touch that stuff we'll we'll listen to them <clears throat> but we are going to change a little bit of this stuff basically all this fancy stuff about how many responses there are and all that stuff um, that's cool. I use it on CSS tricks, actually. I kind of like it, but on this post, we're, we're just going all simple here. All I want there is a simple header that says comments. That's where the comment section starts. No big deal. Uh, and then there's a big ordered list that's going to loop through each of the comments in the same way that it does a loop on the home page for grabbing posts. This is going to do a loop of all the comments on this particular page and, and see the, the loop is actually inside of the ordered list so that each comment comes in a list item. It's a very semantic way to go about it because you can think of, you know, the number of lists happen in order, the, their list in order, so an ordered list is appropriate. And it's got a class for our CSS styling. And then all this stuff... Hmm. Basically it says, who wrote it? Or, and if we have moderation going on, it replaces it with that. Metadata, again, about the comment, like when it was posted and stuff. And that just lists the text of the comment. Uh, it's kind of complicated-y looking stuff. Um, we are not going to, well, all right, this is what we're going to do. Again, with the copying and pasting, but that's just the, for speed, it's becoming necessary here. It has been necessary all along. We're going to make 
our list item again it's gonna it's gonna have a unique ID value which makes direct linking to them nice because that's how IDs work we're gonna have a div in there because we're gonna make this kind of a bubble I don't have a Photoshop mock-up to show you of this but basically we're gonna make this big red bubble with a like it looks like a speech bubble it's kind of a hip way to do comments lately then we are going to uh, uh, this is the tip of the bubble which is just an inline image there and then there's a special plugin that you can download that's by the people from WordPress called Gravatar so without getting too much into that go download it put it in your plugins directory and turn it on and that makes linking it gives you the special PHP function that will grab uh, whoever is commenting's Gravatar it's a pretty common thing on WordPress it'll that when you have a Gravatar account you have a little image and that image will be used on your blog and anybody else's blog that has Gravatars enabled which is a lot of blogs recently and then this is a link to uh, if you're missing a Gravatar what image it should display display so it shows the comment text in the bubble and then below it it's gonna have this little bubble tip point at your image your name and when you commented so let me just save it and see you can see what it looks like there it's just I'm just kinda of showing you here that you can you can mess with this code and get it to do whatever you want it to do let me reload come on server <clears throat> almost there we do got the image first and the uh, and the and the gravatars are working and the name and the stuff but I didn't get the the styling information for comments ready yet did I I will go ahead and get that in there open our style and it's a part of the blog entry stuff our ordered list with a comment of comment uh, of comment list which you saw we're gonna get rid of those that des that default decimal styling by setting a list style to none Then we're gonna make the background of it that red color and we're gonna use these um, proprietary corner roundering technique here to kinda of make it look like a a, 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 a speech bubble uh, somebody pointed out it was good I'm sorry I don't remember your name I probably could go look it up right now that we're using Moz border radius and WebKit border radius we should probably be using just border radius as well even though no browser is currently supporting that um, they will in the future so for the issue of forward compatibility you might want to consider just using uh, border radius as well I wonder if it's built into this yeah I bet it's not no. but I believe the official spec here is border radius please correct me if I'm wrong anyway that shouldn't affect anything it should just be fine and then the font size for this gets reset because they're they're they're, they're paragraph elements inside of list elements and in, in our typography uh, we have those set as the same thing which I find convenient but uh, if you don't reset it back to one when you're using both because in the code we're using a p tag and, and and we can't control it it just comes in with a p tag from this PHP command here it's with both within a list item and in a p tag and that that 1.2 M will cascade and it will be even bigger than the body text so we can fight against that by uh, resetting it to 1.0 down here so I will reload the page and hopefully the images will be referenced pro properly and you'll see the 
speech bubble thing in action, we could probably bump away this gravatar a little bit because it's kind of touching there. But that's kind of the that's kind of the the fun style we got going on here is the speech bubble style. So post title, post content, then our comments section and all the comments for the thing, and then. <clears throat> The comment styling area, or the, the where you can actually leave a comment. Look how big that text area is. That's too big. Um, but there, we'll we'll get started with this comment styling quick. So we are looking at comments.php file, and this is that code that we just added. And then it ends the ordered list, and it says uh, there's some extra stuff it'll put in here if the comments are closed or if they're open but no comments. You can adjust to the the. The, the look and the text you want to do there but then here's the next important section there's an h3 tag uh, that says leave a reply for for when people want to leave comments to your posts so <clears throat> uh, there's some stuff in here that you might want to leave in here like if you make a setting in your admin section that says only logged in people can post then it says you know if you have that enabled, then send them that message so you can send people off to register on your WordPress site before they can do that. But then here's the form uh, area, which is what creates the, the form for that people submit uh, their comments. So if you're logged in, <clears throat> you basically just get this text area. You, you get some uh, uh, your name and stuff. We'll, we'll take a look. You get your name and a logout link, and then just a text area. It doesn't need people that aren't logged in get a whole different thing. So we're 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 going to have to take a look at that too. But when you're logged in, you don't have to fill out your your name and your and your URL and your email address and stuff. If you're logged in, in order to quickly reply, you don't need any of those fields. You just need a text area and a submit button, and there you go. So, and uh, the reason it's so wide is because of this columns equals 100% thing here. Columns is a required uh, field for text area, uh, but 100% obviously is causing us problems here. So let's make it more like something like 40 and save it and reload. And we should get a sm smaller text area. You could adjust that. We'll actually adjust it in CSS, but just that that attribute alone was what was causing us problems there. All right, so this will do for a little old us who are the only people who will probably ever, ever see this unless you uh, do the, the logging in thing. But let's actually log out of WordPress. <clears throat> and we get the nice little logout link that's convenient. And then we'll come back. And we'll click on the post again. And we'll take a look at what this is looking like for other people. So this isn't bad, actually. I was thinking it would be a little worse than this, but this isn't too bad. It uses the same text area, so that's now of a, of a proper size. And it gives us these fields for name, uh, mail, and website, and a button. Uh, one thing I can see right away that we might want to change is that we already have this button style set up that matches nicely with our site. Why don't we just apply that button class to that submit button, which looks like it's right here. Uh, does it already have a class? Name, type, ID, tab, index, value. No, it doesn't. So we'll give it a. All we got to do is give it a class, a button, which I think we have set up. And we'll reload. And we should see that <clears throat> it has now taken on the, the nice looking button class that we have set up for our site. So we can have kind of consistent 
buttons. So not bad. Uh, let's actually take a look at a page though. So we have some pages set up, right? Um, what's a good one to use? I think I have some stuff thrown in there for resume. Yeah, I put some of my resume junk in there. You can see again, the layout is totally different. So we'll go back to Coda. When you're looking at a page, uh, you probably could have guessed it. It uses the page.php file, which again looks a heck of a lot like the where we started with the index.php file. It gets the header, it gets the sidebar, it gets the footer. Uh, but it just gives you that opportunity again to make a mere layout different than it, than than it does for singles or for for the home page or anything else. So uh, <clears throat> very nice. Our pages are going to look a lot like it, with one notable difference, and that we are going to exclude using the title of the page. I mean, you know, the reason behind that is. I just want to have more and total control over my pages and not have it necessarily be pulling any anything in from WordPress other than that stuff I put in that content area. And I guess I'll show you why in a second. I'm going to, oops. Careful what you do with these pages here, but <clears throat> I'm going to paste in my uh, code for this. Um, hmm. That looks a little weird, doesn't it? No, okay, that makes sense. Uh, you'll notice the the big difference here is that the, the when it when it goes through the the loop and gets the post, it gets the content and this extra pagination thing, which I probably won't use, but I might as well leave it there. Uh, but it doesn't get the title, so I'll save it. We'll go and look at it now, and now it is getting the title. That's what this page is called in WordPress, but I don't want it to get that. So now let's reload, and we should get the sidebars, and that title area should be gone, and this looks a lot nicer. Um, in WordPress, for my contact form, I use a WooFoo contact form, which is this web service that just makes making forms really, really easy. Uh, you know, we can make our own forms. We got forms that we're dealing with in WordPress, but if I don't have to make a form, I generally try to avoid it because, you know, it just opens up a whole can of worms for development and, and, and spam and all this stuff. And, and Wufoo is just an awesome form service. I'm actually going to probably do a whole screencast on it just because I think it's sweet. It has a lot of cool features. But point being, my contact form uses a Wufoo form. And part of Wufoo forms is this title and info and, and, and um, these nice kind of active uh, uh, areas. This comes from Ufu, this title right here. And so if I had a, if I it was forced to, to show the uh, the WordPress title as well, it would say contact, contact Chris, you know, I don't want that. What if my, what if on my portfolio page, I want to have a really cool custom header and I don't necessarily want to just say the portfolio up here. I want to do something more interesting on this page. I've decided that on pages in my WordPress layout, it's going to imply it's going to show nothing it's just going to be a blank page in here and all that's going to be in here is what i put in that wordpress main content area so that's just what i've chosen to do for my pages of course you could do whatever you want the page is an entirely fresh layout fresh chance to do whatever you want to do within wordpress so we're really getting 
getting uh, cruising along now and getting kind of closer to kind of a finished site. So let's work on some of the embellishments a little bit that uh, my, I want my site to have, such as that um, that Twitter thing that pulls up in the, the top left part of the sidebar, pulls in my most recent Twitter update, and in the bottom right sidebar section it pulls in uh, my recent Flickr photos. I'm going to use jQuery to do that and some more fancy dancing. So in order to use jQuery, you include it on your page. Uh, I've just linked to a version I happen to have of it on, on, on CSS Tricks, whatever. You can link to it locally, uh, whatever. And then you, <clears throat> you know, and we'll just start writing jQuery. jQuery has a, a built-in function for doing this kind of thing, depending on the service and what kind of API they offer. It's not going to have a source. We are writing fresh, fresh JavaScript here, and I'm not even sure why I'm writing this by hand, just to kind of show you how kind of not difficult it is. We make a function that fires when the DOM is ready, <clears throat> and this is where we can, the environment in which we can write jQuery. Uh, okay, so Twitter offers up an API um, that will, that will, serve up my latest tweet or whatever in a format called JSON, which is J JavaScript object notation. I think that's what it is, just commonly referred to as JSON or JSON. And uh, uh, I can, jQuery has a, 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 a built-in function for, for grabbing those things from URLs and then uh, uh, returning that data to us for us to use with jQuery commands to chuck that, uh, the data that it pulls onto our page. That's basically what it looks like. A jQuery <clears throat> object with this function, and it grabs uh, from twitter.com, and this is the, U the special URL for returning a JSON object. And then for each of those objects that it returns, uh, and, and we've had count one, so it's only grabbing one, but we could grab 10, 5, I don't know, even know what their limit is. It's probably something like 10. For each one of those things, in my Twitter widget, which we have a div with a class of Twitter, and then I have an inside thing, uh, which is what handled the padding for us, remember? Uh, append, which just adds extra stuff to that, to that div. Another div of class tweet with a paragraph inside of it with the text for my latest tweet. So... It looks complicated. Honestly, it kind of is complicated. But, uh, it's even probably a little above my head of how it actually works, but it does work. So we save that and reload. We'll see if it took, see if it uploaded here. It seems like it's being a little slow on the upload. Oh, there it is. And that should, should, should work. There it is. That's my, uh, that's my latest tweet on Twitter. It just went and grabbed that and kind of auto-magically added it to my page. So I'm pretty happy with how that worked out. Very similarly, Flickr offers up the same thing. We can also use this get JSON jQuery function. I have a different URL that's specifically for me and my photos and, and how many of them I want and all that stuff. And we, we're going to make a image elements with the source that links to the the media.m. That's just, you know, every every JSON API is a little different. And then we're going to append those images 
uh, to the to the widget that we have a class name of Flickr and inside as well. And then we're going to wrap it in an in an a in an in an anchor link so that you could jump over to that Flickr photograph if you want to. So again, this is all non WordPress related stuff, but it's you know it's part of a cool theme. Cool themes are usually go above and beyond the call of WordPress a little bit. So we'll go ahead and reload that and see if that's not screwed up. I hope that it isn't. And it's going to go ahead and grabs my Flickr things. And you can see that they're linked by the uh, the link in the bottom of the, my Firefox window there to the, to the different places. We won't click over just because it's kind of irrelevant. But that's interesting how it's returning these um, images that are <clears throat> bigger. Then they're not all the same size. And that looks kind of offsetting and kind of weird, doesn't it? So let's... Um, take care of that actually we already have the hooks we need to take care of that because again you know see we've wrapped it in an anchor link we've also wrapped that yet again in a div of class flicker thumb so we can write um, some CSS <laughs> two widgets to truncate that uh, we'll have the, we'll set the width of it to the same exact width of the image itself. Only we'll set a set height value, and the, this 41 is is normally what size they come in. But those tall ones, we're just going to truncate. We're going to say overflow hidden on those, and and that'll kind of truncate the bottom part of it. And then uh, uh, you know we don't need to float each image to the left and have the margin. We'll we'll leave let the div do that. We'll save that and reload, and hopefully that will take care of just kind of how weird this grid is set up. I'd rather have a more consistent grid. Yes, works nicely, doesn't it? Now let's flesh out this footer with a little bit more interesting of com contents. Let's see if I'm going to get in trouble for, for this. We're going to make it quick again. And do a little cheaty cheat copy and paste, but this is what our footer looks like now. Remember, we cleared the float because all those columns were floated. Then we added the push, which is for our sticky footer. Closed off the main div, and we have this whole special area just for our footer. And then this, which honestly I couldn't tell you what it does. I think it kind of signifies where the footer is for WordPress in case you need to do any like automatic inserting of stuff in the footer. This it knows where it is, honestly. If somebody knows, you could probably explain it better than that. And then we close off our body in HTML tags. So what I'm going to paste in here is not a whole lot different than this. It just doesn't have this stuff inside it, this defaulty stuff. It has some more, some, some more specific stuff that I want. So again, it clears the thing, has the push thing, has the footer div. But then we have extra stuff. And uh, I'm probably not being as semantic as I could here, but basically we have four columns down the footer of, of stuff I wanted to flow it, put in there. And instead of calling it footer left, which you know we should never do, I did the next worst thing, which is call it footer one, footer two, footer three, footer four. You might want to, I should have probably called them like footer about, footer syndication, but whatever. Sometimes semantics just becomes weary and you just get lazy. And so anyway, they're called div ID. Uh, footer one two three four, and uh, we can style those up in the footer section in our CSS. So do we do we have that started? Yes, we do. 
paste in the new stuff though. So these footer one, two, three, fours are basically just have a set width to them and they're floated to the left. So uh, it just forms this nice row of, of, of chunks in our footer for, uh, uh, and I, we see we set the color to white on a lot of it too because of the, the dark, the dark nature of our, our footer area. You'll see what it looks like in a moment. Uh, well, we can look at the code though a little closer than that. Some about stuff, some copyright stuff, um, some links to the uh, uh, the RSS feed and how to just subscribe via email. We'll reiterate the navigation here, and uh, I'll just link to some of my friends' stuff you find in a footer. And we'll reload. And so, so instead of just these boring default WordPressy things, we'll have a big fancy footer with all kinds of stuff like how to subscribe and the, the navigation again and some of my friends so uh, coming together isn't it folks so we'll look at the home page again just kinda quickly if I were to add another post it would just show up right down here and we can control how many posts we want to show in the options section of WordPress I won't even need to go in there you just go under settings and you there's all kinds of WordPress settings you can play with and adjust to your liking so this is looking good. I think this is as far as I want to take it. This is a, a good-looking WordPress site, so hopefully you learned a little something about designing for WordPress and kind of kind of smashing it into shape and designing the site you want to design based on it. So one of the other things that we should do, though, absolutely, is when we're done with a design like this, I've got Safari open here now. I'm going to pop it open Safari and take a look. You should definitely do cross-browser testing on all of your sites and just kind of get used to the quirks here actually this looks pretty much identical to how it looks in Firefox that's healthy and we'll pop open Opera you know generally you have less problems Oops. <clears throat> reload that's an old version you have less problems with Opera and Safari but you do oh that's weird what's going on here So Opera's having some weirdness. I think I noticed this before, actually. It's something really bizarre, too. Anyway, I'll take a look at that, and I'll kind of make sure that any downloadable code doesn't have this issue. But I, what I wanted to pop open this is to show you that, remember those proprietary things we used for rounding corners? They are not showing up in Opera because Opera doesn't support them right now. So it might soon. Uh, uh, I wouldn't worry about it too hard, but... Nicely degrades. I think these boxes still do their job pretty nicely. So, just to show you, look at this. Goes to show you should definitely do cross browser testing, huh? Uh, oh, shoot. I don't have Windows started. I run VMware to run Windows so I can run this IE tester program, which is really cool. It lets you test in IE 5.5, 6, 7, and even the beta of 8. So you can all in this one window too. Oh, that started up pretty quickly. Maybe I will be able to show you here. This is what IE Tester looks like. Hopefully we can fit it on our screen. Uh, let's open IE 6, which is usually the... I, I've kind of completely stopped caring about 5.5 because it's a very small percentage of the, the market. And IE 6 is a big share of the market and it has a lot of the same problems. So... Just kind of look at it in IE6. Let's see what we got. Hopefully it isn't too big of a travesty. So these things are a little too low in our bar. Uh, looks like the way that, that IE6 handles uh, rollovers on unordered lists is a little bit different. Uh, probably way too big of spacing down here, it looks like. 
things that we should windows problems yeah always actually it looks like it's just gonna update some stuff but honestly this isn't too bad for ie6 huh uh, I think I will go in and add a conditional style sheet and fix some of this stuff in 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 IE6. Either that or adjust the CSS so it doesn't have these problems to begin with. I'm not sure what. I just wanted to show you that you should do cross-browser testing on all this stuff uh, when you're done with it. Anyway, let's just look. Now that we're here, let's look in IE7. I7 is much nicer, isn't it? Even better than Opera almost. It still has this weird handling of how it does lists, though. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Uh, you see how it's like the second line isn't indented here like it is in Firefox? And, and how the rollover wraps the whole list item? It's very bizarre. Very interesting how CSS is, isn't it? Anyway, so the, the last point I kind of wanted to make here is that this design is 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 so simple right and you might not be you know freaking out impressed over how nice of a design this is it's pretty simple but what's nice about it is that it's it's you know it's based on this grid it's nicely laid out you know the fonts are simple the colors are simple it's just a good foundation for a site so if i wanted to get fancier with it and add some animations or add some cool uh, uh illustrations and stuff to it which i'd really like to do someday um, this is a good place to start. It's more inspiring to start from a place like this with a, a fairly solid foundation for a site than it is if it's just kind of a mess and you're like, oh, I should redesign, you know, and, and then doing this big drastic redesign for something that, you know, and then even then you might not be happy. It's better to start with a nice base, something like this, and I'm, you know, not afraid to say I think this is a nice base for a site. And then enhance it from here. I could add some illustrations to this or do something a little fancier with design and just kind of evolve this design instead of just, just not liking it and redesigning the whole thing, going for some big drastic change. Not only is that a lot of more work for me, but it's 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 shocking for users that come and be like, oh god, he's got a whole new site. And you know, your site evolutionary change leads to better design, whereas radical redesigns can sometimes lead to worse things. It's just little tweaks and improvements is the way to make sites you know so uh, that about wraps it up for the wordpress series i think we'll leave it at three here unless unless i get a bunch of feedback that from you guys that's saying you want more and more explanations of wordpress but uh, i think uh next time we'll uh move on to something else so remember you can always visit me at css-tricks.com which is a blog about css and web design and all this stuff uh, uh, for more stuff, you know, we post a lot more posts than we do video screencasts, so there's a, a lot more wealth of content for you to check out here and subscribe to, as well as forums and downloads and all kinds of stuff. And I'd like to mention our awesome sponsor, as always, PSD2HTML, which uh, you're learning to do what they do. Uh, and hopefully someday you can do it just as good or better as they can do is, and then that's take your Photoshop designs and, and, and convert them into valid XHTML and CSS websites. They do a great job. They do it fast and they do it fairly cheap. So it's a good thing to, of course, to know how to do this yourself. That's why you're watching these videos. That's why you learn and read what you do. But uh, if you're in a pinch, these are, this is an awesome service to use. They do it quick. They do it in eight hours. So, you know, you can always uh, design your thing, send it to them, take a look at the code and, you know, and, and, and mark it up. And if you're, if you're a freelancer, you could probably make money easily by using these guys. So uh, 
Uh, I recommend them. I think they do a great job on the work they do. So if you need a Photoshop document converted into code for you for you know either static pages or for a variety of content management systems, check out PSD2HTML. All right, folks, see you later.